Tis I, Lord Podcast. Are you yearning to equip yourself with the confidence to record? Elijah, the skilled podcast professional, is preparing himself for a tale of tools and skill that only a mighty podcaster may employ in one's podcast journey. Elijah, I do believe that we shall teach our weary wanderer the confidence that they strive to achieve. Shall we start a podcast? We shall. It's settled. Let's start a podcast. Oh, there, you got to take a sip for the voice. Make sure the chords, but of the, course, the pipes. Yes, yeah. Yes. Always, always, always good to be very hydrated. Let's yes. start a podcast, shall we? Uh, Chris Tester okay. is. Oh, Chris Tester is the uh, voice of reason in my mind. Not what you would think, but we're going to get through the day uh, today with explaining um, the, the epic. Uh, pivotal point, the diarrhea commercial, explain what's in a voice. And then, of course, uh, the godly figure, uh, not an accent, but the Warhammer godly uh, foes, I guess, the the end bosses. <laughs> How do you get to that point and, and what in between? So thanks for joining. Thanks for having fun. And uh, I'm glad pleasure. you're here. You're just happy. Go lucky guy. Just, I want to talk about myself in true British fashion. It's lovely. It's, uh, it's Obviously. Nice. Yeah. No, no, no. So the, the diarrhea commercial, I, I I love 12-year-old bathroom humor. Anytime I can fit into a podcast, here I am. So that didn't necessarily, that wasn't in the past. I heard this on uh, another podcast. I was being nosy and wondered, is this a pivotal moment in your career? One of those things where you got to work it out? Or is this something that you've kind of landed on? And kind of how did this yeah. happen? Uh, I mean, we've all got to work out our, what our USP is and maybe our USP finds us. Uh, and so I kind of feel as if I've I've self-actualized to the moment of voicing uh, a series of diarrhea uh, commercials, um, you know, uh, and, you know, how this particular product can solve all of your diarrhea problems. Uh, it, I mean, in, in actuality, because the, um, the although the campaign itself is going to be across all of Europe as well as the UK, uh, I didn't actually even realize what the product was for, well, what the product was until the recording the recording session itself. As is often the case with voice actors is that you don't actually know what you're voicing until you're in the session and then you're presented with the script. Because I think people are so petrified of people breaking NDAs and this being incredibly important confidential information. I don't know how it works in the diarrhea marketing circles, but I assume that this is all incredibly important and vital information of how their medication works and all of this kind of stuff. But I didn't realize what it is that I'd signed up to. I was just, I was given the details of these are the territories it's going to be used. This is the length of the recording session. This is the money. Is that okay? Fine. They like a demo that we already have of your voice. So they know that they want you. You're the guy for diarrhea. Um, but they didn't even say that. So then I just wow. kind of like, well, I digitally rocked up to this session. I clicked accept on Microsoft Teams or whatever. And suddenly I was there. And suddenly I was presented by this very moving explainer video about all of the benefits of this particular product, which I can't specifically name yet because it's not out in the wild, as it were. But yeah, that's just, that's just the nature of the job, really. You just go, oh, okay, I'll, uh, I'll run with this. Yeah. You talk a lot about the importance of branding and aligning to your network with uh, people, same <laughs> similar values. So does this concern you at all when you get into this thing where you're flying blind, if I may, and just kind of going uh, to be the voice and, and hoping for the best? I, I mean, I think with something like that, that's that's pretty much it's absolutely fine. But there has to be obviously a degree of trust with the clients that you're working with. Um, and so uh, for quite a lot of production companies, 
they'll ask you is the stuff that you will do or won't do because stuff that's outlawed in the UK, for example, uh, i.e. tobacco advertising, uh, might not be um, outlawed in other territories. So are you willing to do a cigar commercial, for example, in Dubai or something else like that? So there are all these kind of granular in detail kind of things, or even though the, we don't really do a lot of kind of political stuff in the UK uh, in terms of advertisements as such, that's obviously a huge thing in the US where you've got the political attack ads essentially and that kind of thing but even as a UK talent when I've been signed up to a lot of US production houses they they ask me would you do political stuff and I'm like hell no um so no. so that that, that 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 that's always interesting but yeah uh, because of confidentiality clauses and stuff like that you never know exactly what it is well you rarely know exactly what it is that you're stepping into and even when you are when you are presented with something um it's a good it's a good lesson um, in not over preparing because again you can start a session and they can go we've completely changed the script so everything that you've pr prepared and, you know, you've annotated everything and you've looked up all of the words and the crazy way of how to pronounce this Greek place, place name that you've never heard of, uh, all of those kind of things. And then you go into the session, they're like, it's completely changed. All of the names have changed and different as well. So let's learn those as we go. Grit your teeth okay. and good luck. Um, and that's and then being able to go. Okay, that's absolutely fine, and it won't affect my performance. But I just need to be able to manage the recording session. That's yeah. that's part of I think actually working with a professional comes in. Yeah, it's about having a, a nice sounding voice. Yes, it's about knowing how to use that voice. But it's also not being overwhelmed at lots of shit being thrown at you really, really quickly, mm. both metaphorically and in actuality with the uh, with the diarrhea stuff. Yeah. Everybody loves a good pun, but you yeah. love a, a dream client. Have you had one? Have you worked with one or are you waiting for that um, special day? It's, it's weird. Cause I, I mean, I didn't really, I didn't really set out with, because I would never, I was, I was never like, I wanted to be a voice actor right from the get go. I don't know if there are that many people out there who do, but, um, so I didn't have any dream clients because I didn't really think about it um, a, a great deal. I didn't, I had a huge lack of imagination. Like when I, when I was an actor uh, and I, I still, I still am an actor, but um, when I was predominantly focused on stage, I was like, I want to work at the Almeida theater. I want to work at the English touring theater. I want to work at the national theater and the Royal Shakespeare company. I did two of those, but not four. Um, uh, but that kind of came quite naturally to me. Whereas it was only really in the first year of running my business where, you know, I paid to work with various marketing gurus and they asked that question. And I was like, Oh, I'll fuck, I should probably come up with some ideas. Um, so in a long winded way to answer that, um, probably Games Workshop this year, um, mm. because that was, they do all of the Warhammer stuff. And yes. I, as a teenager, played a lot of Warhammer. And then I kind of put it on ice for about 20 years, um, because I just didn't have the time. And then, uh, what, uh, and then I kind of like cottoned on as it got more popular that um, there was all this lore, all of these stories, all of these books, all of these mm -hmm. audio dramas, everything that had kind of popped up, um, you know, to, that kind of runs in parallel with the actual game itself. And so delving back into that and also the, some of the video games that they do in the Warhammer universe as well, that became like one of my big things that I wanted to kind of like work with. So they are probably a very prescient example of, you know, people I, I desperately wanted to work with and now have, and hopefully I'm going to continue to.
So yeah, across, across my toes. If it helps, Chris. Yeah, get yeah. Word yeah. out there, hammer, warhammer, get out there. Chris yeah. needs you. You need him. Whatever it may be. Yeah. There we go. Exactly, exactly. But no, that, I mean everybody that I've uh, worked with, uh, Black Library, which is um, Games Workshops audiobook division essentially has been an absolute delight so you because well with the recordings for them you actually go to their in-house studios as opposed to recording remotely so you know i went i yes i went up to their headquarters in sunny nottingham uh for three days to record an audiobook with them and it was it was it was great it was really 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 cool do most people get you to do a straight read if i may just just read naturally or do they put you, you expect to put on something a little bit of a a persona when you're doing the audiobooks or is it all about uh things? well i mean with audiobooks specifically um even the narrator is a character because mm-hmm. uh, i mean otherwise get get an ai voice to do it <laughs> i mean essentially uh because even if it's not explicit implicitly the narrator will have some form of take on all of the action that's going on, even if they seem to be uh, somewhat removed from the action directly. So as well as doing the actual character voices, um, I think you need to have a clear idea of where the sympathies of the uh, narrator voice lies and be able to make choices, because I think that's always going to be more kind of like interesting. So, uh, I mean, quite often I'll be asked to do the majority of my work in my natural accent and that's whether that's corporate stuff or commercial stuff most video game stuff uh audiobook stuff but then with audiobooks and with um uh, and with uh video games as well you you know you need to populate the world with other characters only just using your voice sometimes in which case or well or with video games you know uh, quite often, um, the more characters you can play, the better it is for the developer because it means they don't have to pay loads of different voice actors. Um, so that's a selling point for them in that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I'm currently working on a Charles Dickens audiobooks, uh, audiobook and, the, and there's about 35, 40 different characters there. Uh, and I, like I said, I'm not an accent guy, but it's about making subtle differences so that just people know without being too distracted by the performance, whatever it is, because I think that gets that can get boring quickly. <laughs> Heard American Gods uh, audio drama. It's an audio book. Oh, yeah. I don't, if you're familiar, they did the whole thing. Like They did the yeah. voice acting. They did the sound effects and immersed you in into the experience. Do you find that's a little too distracting? Is it just a preference that you have um, to uh, be uh, over uh, the I, top? I, I, Oh, I mean, I mean, with something like that, because it's all kind of done, like, for example, we've got a company in the UK called Big Finish. I, I can't remember if they did American Gods, but they did quite a lot of Neil Gaiman stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, I think they did. Uh, and the way they kind of like produce that uh, is exceptional. It's amazing. You know, I mean, they get uh, the cream of the crop of uh, actors and voice actors involved as well. Um, so very rarely uh, is it it's not like having a small ensemble of people trying to do like 80 or 90 characters mm-hmm. um you, you know um and uh, and the actual sound effects it's it's incredibly it's incredibly immersive and it's a really really cool thing to do so i mean that although audio drama isn't necessarily my burning priority uh, just because I don't know enough about it, I'm not that well versed in it. Ironically, despite being an actor, um, you know, it's something that I've had a few really great experiences with. Um, it's just it's it, it's interesting because it's completely different uh, in a lot of ways. You do have to amp up some things uh, because people aren't seeing a face, so they they they're not being able to 
gauge things via an expression. So you do have to be a little bit more distinctive in the voice. Whereas sure. even with some video games now, uh, although video games, because uh, some video games tend to be a bit more heightened just because of the worlds that they are creating and that kind of thing, with yeah. mocap and facial capture and all of that kind of stuff, in actual fact, sometimes you can get away with very, very naturalistic and grounded performance in there. So, you know, it really just depends suiting the tools to the medium, as it were. Yeah. Mm. Anything in particular that really helped you stand out in the voice world when you decided? Uh, it seems last minute, just out of, out of a whim to be a voice actor. Out of a whim. will help you. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I did an online course, and that online course revealed to me that being able to work from home as uh, or being able to work independently as a voice actor mm. would was uh, a thing at all. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, my understanding of it up until that point was that you get a great, well, you get a voice agent, uh, any anyone will do. And then, you know, like any kind of acting work, you, you well, hopefully you don't, but you, you wait for the phone to ring and then you get auditions and that kind of stuff. And then you kind of like work it in from there. Whereas that was very much more kind of like, no, you can, you can build, you can build your home studio, you can build your own kind of like business, and then you can actually reach out post on social media or you know network in person or all of those kind of things and do it that kind of way so it was only doing that course which was called the voiceover kickstart uh by a guy called guy michaels back in 2016 i think that was the that was the moment that kind of made me want to go for it and then um the, and then the work really it, it, having put all of that stuff out there it, it was interesting to see what work found me as opposed to me yeah just kind of going, this is who I want to work with. Because as I've said earlier, I wasn't sure who I wanted to work with. Whoever whoever paid me money uh, would, was a good kind of like start. Um, and a lot of corporate work came my way initially. And that was just through my natural speaking voice. So that became like the core element of my business, certainly for the first three, four years of it anyway. Awesome. So what microphone are you rocking for those podcasters listening to find what's in the uh, voice? Uh, this is a pretty kind of like an one of the industry standards, uh, a Neumann TLM 103, um, mm. which I got secondhand from a fellow voice actor about four or five years ago. So I got it for about half the price. I think it Beautiful. costs around about a thousand dollars normally, and I got it for five hundred. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I, I was pleased. Um, uh, and it's kind of the thing about it is, is that unlike a shotgun mic um which is one of those kind of like thin ones um which um can be great uh for e-learning particularly um and a lot of kind of long form narration uh, the thing about this is because it's a dynamic microphone i can go slightly off axis to it which when you're doing character work is incredibly helpful uh, and it'll still pick it up fine whereas you know with a shotgun microphone it's kind of focused here. So if you go off here to do something, it really cuts down in terms of the volume and the gain. And as a result, it's all just seems a bit kind of like patchy. So for my purposes, this suits me really well and has been, you know, basically the hub of my entire business for about five years. Brilliant. I, I'm working the uh, stage mic that you'll see at SM58. I think it's what it's called. And a lot of people will just go like this, the rock stars, but I like it because it's 
indestructible, it feels like. And when I was, you know, going around remotely to doing different podcasts with friends, bringing my equipment, it's yeah, great. Yeah. But I it need, it needs something. to be robust. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. the thing. It, it works, but you got to get right in there. And someday I'll get to the, the industry insurer, which is, you know, the ones where... Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. microphones were Michael Jackson sang into and stuff, and and that'll yeah. Be, I mean, then uh, we can go toe to toe microphone wise. You know, it'd be great. Oh, oh well, I, I mean, I, I mean, for 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 the sake of something like podcasting, it's trying it's trying not to overcomplicate it because it's yeah. it's really marginal gains. But when you're, right. I mean, when you're recording like big, expensive kind of commercial stuff or video game stuff, especially. Yeah then you need to be rocking things at a certain level. And then, you know, yeah. I mean, the, the 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 upper limit is ever, you know, there's a U87 or whatever, you're talking oh, thousands yeah. and thousands. But it's kind of, I mean, it, sure, be it's a nice to have, but not a must have. So nice. I'm very much in the technical aspect of like, I got geeky for a very short and concentrated period of time. But then, you know, it can become overwhelming because then you're always looking for the next upgrade and it can become insatiable. Um, whereas when I kind of moved house and set up this studio itself and it was all kind of like custom built for me and everything, um, uh, that kind of scratched that itch good and proper as it were. So now I feel yeah. like... I'm set. I'm good to go. There's not yes. really anything else that I want to iterate or upgrade on anytime soon, as long as everything is running. Because as soon as you change one thing in your audio chain, the, the, there are whole other things in the back end that you can fiddle with, as I'm sure yes. you're aware. So it's yeah. just like uh, if it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's kind of my that's kind of my outlook on it right now. Beautiful. If someone wants to level up their game and doesn't want to necessarily spend on the equipment, but they want to spend on Chris's delicious voice, where do they find all the demos and, and information that they need to find you at? Uh, I mean, they can just Google my name, uh, uh, Chris Tester, and I think I'm the first person that comes up, although there is another Christopher Tester out there who is also an actor, uh, but based in the US, yeah. uh, and he doesn't do voice work. Uh, or... Uh, my website, which is naturallyrp.co.uk, uh, the RP being for received pronunciation. And um, a kind of rule 101 uh, for voiceover websites is, is that all of the demos are there, both combination demos and also single tracks. And it's all downloadable. So if people mm -hmm. do want to kind of like download specific things just so that they have them on file, then great, fine. Or mm -hmm. if they just want to bookmark my website and then completely forget about me, that's okay too. <laughs> I I was looking. You're 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 not just overselling it. I was going on the Google. I was like, wait a second, that's a completely different website for Chris Tester. And this is when before you had a beard. And so you've been doing this a long time. It's kind of cool. I felt well. I've been hanging around a long time. Well, I graduated from uh, drama school in two thousand and eight. Um, so so been acting, and um, I think the very first voiceover gig I did was in two thousand and twelve. Um, so yeah, 11 years ago, that was for Dark Souls 2, the, that video game. Yeah. So it kind of like started out on, on the big end, one like a triple A game, uh, sure. completely unknowing at the time about what I was getting into, but it was, it was, it was very, very cool. But yeah, I mean, continuing to hopefully build on the experience. <laughs> When you get somebody that creates a different experience for you, like myself, just says, I have a creative idea. I don't really know how it's looking. The opposite of this Dark Souls 2 polished big big time studio. How do you mm. kind of inject, ingest that information to kind of uh, make the best product possible to give that first impression? Kind of walk me through the Lord podcast uh, role if you could. 
Uh, I, I mean, I mean, from a voiceover perspective, I mean, it's first of all, it's just asking the right questions. So, I mean, very actory questions. Sure, like, who am I? Who am I talking to? What is it that I want? What is it that I want them to be buying into? Because they're buying into something one way or the other. Um, uh, what is it that you want the audience to feel is also a kind of like a great start, because quite often people will start with the sound and that's perfectly legitimate but then it becomes very technical. Uh, and if I don't know what's justifying that sound, what's running underneath that sound, if you want me to be really breathy and low and all of this kind of stuff, that's fine. But like, why? Is it because we're trying, is it because there's visually a kind of like a vista and we want to create a sense of awe uh, and wonder? Or is it suspense and danger? Because it's technically, you know, it could be the same voice, but doing very, very different things. So if I can understand the why in any in any kind of like shape or form, first off the bat, that would be great. Um, but for the, the, the first thing is just kind of working out, you know, where is it going? Is it going on TV uh, or, or online or is it on radio? Um, be, because that in itself will massively affect, you know, how I use my voice because with radio where it's audio only as I touched on before you know the voice has to do a lot more work because yeah. apart from the music and the sound effects behind it, it it's it's the message it's carrying everything whereas if there are visuals to go with then rather than thinking of voicing over those visuals you're kind of voicing under them because it's mm. a supplementary thing you're not working in isolation so if I understand uh, or I'll say like do you know uh, have you got uh, a lot of clients will maybe have a work in progress thing. They might have stuck a temporary voice in or an AI voice in as a guide, or they might have some work in progress visuals or just some music, which may not be the music that they, um, that they're actually going to end up using, but like, this is the kind of energy, then that's really useful because if I, you know, stick that playing through my headphones at the, at the same time as I'm recording, that will naturally you know, affect the read um, sure. and kind of like take it from there. But you've kind of got to keep on your toes because, you know, one client will start out with a whole monologue about the um, the companies or the clients, you know, dreams and goals and how inspiring this thing will be. Uh, the other one will kind of come in and say, it needs to be no longer than 30 seconds. That's it. I need mm. you to do it fast. And you're like, okay, fine uh and then your kind of uh, your voice acting spidey sense will have a look at the page and immediately go that's impossible or that is possible but it's going to be too fast can we take out a few words or yeah okay that's absolutely fine and so mm -hmm. therefore you've got to kind of cultivate these other weird uh kind of skills of like not consciously but subconsciously you get a kind of like a sense of the timing if someone says i need you to knock half a second off that you can't kind of mathematically work it out you've got to kind of feel your way to it uh but you've yeah. got to do it in a take because time is money so people on a budget starting on a podcast time is money for them too right so do you have any yeah. principles or ideas or just basic fundamentals to get that voice right to create a sense of confidence and first impression and 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 something that i want to listen to even if it's long form 30 minutes do you have any suggestions? I, I i mean relaxation which is it's kind of like um it's a bit like telling people not to think about the the elephant in the room, really. Um, yeah, just be relaxed. Huh. Uh, don't get stressed. Okay. Um, but I think... Sure people some, in their underwear. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, then that's absolutely sure. fine. But, I mean, I think some form of uh, very basic kind of like breath work, even if it's just focusing on 
you know, uh, breathing out for a count of three, just to get some kind of like deep breathing in there. Because when we get tense, the breathing kind of like locks up again physically, because the physicality as ever affects how the voice works. So start with the body. And if you're breathing from the chest or from the neck, uh, for most of the time, then your breath is going to get shorter. You're going to get sound a bit more panicked very, very naturally and all of those kind of things. So just even just focusing on breathing, you know, from the tummy as much as possible, not necessarily from the diaphragm, darling, because you don't need to project because there's a microphone there. Yeah. But, you know, just kind of like trying to connect to that breath and taking the time. Uh, and I would say also not being afraid of pauses, because quite often in the audio uh, sphere, we're so desperate to be able to fill that space and be aware of the dead time in it. We can therefore uh, fill everything with all of this incidental mucky kind of like stuff, which is horrible to listen to as well. So, you know, yeah. it's just about finding that kind of like balance. But I think taking a moment to just doing, to connecting to your breath, I think is a really important thing. I won't go as far as saying meditate because I don't meditate, but, mm. you know, being able to connect to that breath and how your full body is kind of working, not overdosing on caffeine too much is probably a good step. No, no monster drinks or energy drinks. The ones that give. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I personally have <laughs> like I, they affect me really badly, really severely. Mm. Like they give yeah. me heartburn and palpitations and that kind of stuff. So that's a definite no from me, Bob. No, no, no. no. What's going on for twenty four? What What are you planning on? Are you getting more Bentley commercials in, or or maybe oh, I mean, uh, another big, big video game planned? Or it can, can you uh, I, I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, I mean, that I mean, it's both the blessing and the curse of the gig is that you have no idea, you have no idea what what, really? what it's going to be like. Uh, I mean, I mean, unless you're in uh, a huge video game project, which would be potentially long form sure. in which case sometimes they're recorded in a couple of weeks sometimes they're recorded over a number of years but mm. that's a very select few number of people who actually kind of deal with that so very often it's kind of like you're one and you're done uh mm. i've i've just literally wrapped on a video game project which is released in december and that's um i i was recording that part for a year but i even from my first session i didn't know how long the whole process was going to be. They don't tell you even you're, you are, are you the protagonist or are you a companion character or are you an NPC who gets killed in the first level and that's it, you're dead. You just record a bit and then you record a bit more and then you're brought in for another session. You're like, okay, from the kind of things that I'm voicing, I guess that I'm quite a considerable character in this game. And then suddenly a year has passed and you've done like 20 sessions, but you didn't really kind of like realize it. Um, so quite often you might be booked for something thinking that, you know, it's, it's just going to be one and done. And then it just kind of goes and goes mm. and goes. Um, but for me, um, I mean, I used to run a, like a voiceover to voiceover accountability groups. So with other voice actors uh, and, you know, goal setting was obviously a very big thing because, mm. you know, for, for freelancers anyway, I think you need to choose what kind of direction you, you want to be aiming at. Um, mm. And for me, for this year, I didn't know that I was going to get started on audiobooks at all, but I have. Um, and I'm now on my sixth or seventh, I think. Um, uh, and so that's been an unexpected thing. Um, and the whole like social media thing being a thing in my, in, in, in my business 
was not again something that I expected this time yeah. a year ago. I think is when it kind of like really properly kind of kicked off. Before that, yeah. it was something I was like, as we all do, I'm experimenting. I'm throwing a lot of mm -hmm. shit at a wall. I don't really know if anything is really working, and I'm spending far too much time on it. Whereas now, it's kind of the main source of work that I get. Um, mm -hmm. So that was not something that I planned. I mean, projecting what I want is I want to be in the next Mass Effect game. I I know mm -hmm. it's coming out at some point in the next couple of years. I kind of know the companies that are probably, uh, you know, or in, uh, involved in the casting of it. And I've reached out to the people that I know that I can reach out to who haven't responded to me. But, you know, I could say there are like there are certain franchises or developers that I can go. I want to work with them, maybe. Mm. Um, but uh, I'd say they were I, I'd, I, I would say that I'd be limiting myself because I don't know what is out there. Um, as well and it's like I don't for example don't I don't just want to do lots of video games because a lot of the video game stuff out there I'm not actually that interested in doing <laughs> uh, you know what I mean sure. um, yeah you, you, there's very particular types of work that I'm interested in doing um, and so I think it's about being more and more particular and really zoning in on that kind of stuff um, that's actually corporate that um, I mean, I mean, corporate pays the bills and corporate is always interesting, you know, in a different kind of like way. Um, sure. but it's that, that's something that I will continue to put myself out there. Uh, I feel as if I've got a great deal of experience and I can offer a lot. Uh, my priority would be to kind of like, is there any more kind of like room to freshen things up in the corporate sphere whenever kind of yeah. possible? Cause I feel, yeah. you know, otherwise things get quite flat and stale and boring very, right. very easily. It's and if you wear too much scent or not enough, then HR just sends you home anyway. So it just yeah, have to exactly. get the sweet spot. Yeah, yeah, no, indeed. But but uh, I mean, yeah, I generally, I'm not, uh, I've got you know a, a couple of loose kind of like goals, but mainly it's mm. you know it's it's just managing the day to day, keep doing what I'm doing, and be be open to those opportunities as and when they come, really. Um, so if you yeah. have an idea for Chris, the amazing voice actor, if I may, just throw him an idea, see if it sits, it fits, see if it sticks, see if it happens, and then we go from I there. Mean, and then you can yeah. kind of roll the dice and see what comes at you, because you never know what people are going to have in mind. Exactly, you never cool. know. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm always happily surprised, but you know, it's it's the stuff that you least expect that actually ends up usually igniting something within you. Yeah the least expected i'm just going to end because i could talk forever chris this has okay. been amazing it's been great and i love how you put your glasses on at the end even though we're listening to this on audio like you're smarter just want to call that out for people listening so they okay, go to your website you. and check you out yeah my pleasure appreciate <laughs> this very you. much and let's start a podcast <laughs>